Welcome to Spelunking with Plato, a podcast devoted to conversations about liberal education, hosted by the University of St. Thomas's School of Arts and Sciences. Here, students and faculty are called through the light of faith and the Catholic intellectual tradition to ascend from Plato's cave, bringing others with them to a vision of the good and the life of human flourishing. Well, welcome. It's, it's good to have you, have you back. Um, Thank you. And um, great uh, to be here uh, again. Um, my, my guest today is, is Professor Francesca Guerri. Um, she um, took two degrees from the University of Florence, uh, a bachelor's degree in, in Italian literature and a master's in medieval history. Um, on your merchant, I believe you referred mm-hmm. to him in a previous mm-hmm. conversation as uh, <laughs> Niccolo del Buono Bussini um, and did some interesting manuscript work um, on, on, on him. Um, and then you finished your PhD, took your PhD from the University of Houston. Uh, um, but the work then was on Matilda of Tuscany. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you've shared in a previous conversation about, about that research. And it's, it's all extremely fascinating. And, and she sounds like a, an incredibly fascinating woman. Um, the, one of the questions we, we talked about previously that I'd like to take up um, is the, the role of, of the study of history, both as a scholar and as a student um, in liberal learning. Um, and this idea that, that liberal education is a liberating education, it's something, there are lots of um, ways to play on, on the word liberal. You know, is it, is it the education for a free person who's already free? Um, there's the word book in there, liber, right? Um, that maybe books might have a role to play. The St. John's College motto sort of plays on that. Um, but then there's also, also this idea that liberal education is what helps us move from Plato's cave mm-hmm. into a larger vision of reality. And I, I was thinking, um, I was reading an essay, rereading an essay by Chris Bloom mm-hmm. uh, called The Historian's Tools, and he looks at the role that history played in Newman's life. And the essay begins with him speaking of how it was, it was really Newman's study of history um, and this idea that to be deep in history is to cease to be Protestant. That, that there's something about studying history in an honest, deep way that can liberate you. And that seemed to happen to Newman as he began to see the parties and the politics, the church politics of his own age back in, in earlier church history. And he began to see how he kind of lined it up. Um, I think he placed the, um, the, the Anglicans with the semi-Aryans, right? Um, and, and, um, and so... There's a sense in which history can liberate us, um, and yet it is still dealing with the realm of change and of becoming, right? It's not really clear whether it gets us to the universals that, say, a mathematical discipline might. Um, Do you want to say a bit about that and about the role of history in your own life, your study of history? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it sounds like you may have had an experience a bit like Newman's and that the study of history became a liberating experience. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I was um, I, I was in high school that I and I started to be interested in both literature and history, but most of all in history. And uh, I was studying. So my my high school was in the eighties, so two thousand years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and the um, in Italy in Florence. Florence was kind of, of the headquarter of the Communist Party <laughs> at that time, <laughs> and especially education. And all the schools uh, in Italy were very um, polarized and, uh, and were very uh, 
politics was uh, was uh, very important in education. And uh, so how we were studying history was really from a Marxist, Marxist perspective. So it's kind of like Berkeley. Mm -hmm. Florence, yeah. yeah, okay, I got it. <laughs> yes, so... Um, we uh, we started to study the Middle Ages and the Middle Ages and uh, my professor said, oh, the Middle Ages is uh, a period of dark darkness and I don't know even what's the the meaning of that. But anyway, we have to do it uh, anyway, and that made me very curious about it. <laughs> and uh, and. Um, while I was studying it, I, I really, I, I, I found myself very curious uh, because it's a period in which everything happened, okay? Right. Uh, people, I, I know that people don't uh, think that, but it's actually like this. So uh, national states were born in the, middle, in the Middle Age. The universities were born in the Middle Age. The bank was born in the Middle Age. And uh, the church, right. as we have it now, was born in the Middle Age. So and so on. So I, I found that this period is really uh, interesting. And uh, at the same time, uh, from the uh, Marxist perspective, the church appeared to me, I was Catholic, of course, in Italy, everyone is Catholic. And uh, uh, the church appeared to me very corrupted, yeah. very um, uh, uh, just uh, um, completely uh, far away from uh, the message of Jesus, right? So um, I went to, to my parish priest uh, speaking about that. I said, I, I'm studying the Middle Ages and I, I realized that the church, it was not good. It was, uh, and um, so he told me that I had to take faith uh, without asking questions, right? I, I had to take faith, uh, uh, as true without asking questions. And this was something that um, made me really angry because uh, I want to know the reason for everything. And, uh, and uh, so I said, okay, I'll, I'll leave the church. And I left the since then I left the church uh, for a long time because this was the first year of uh, high school. And, uh, but, uh, I wanted to, I, I still had uh, a huge desire uh, to, as I said before, to understand uh, what was uh, the meaning of my life. So why, uh, why do I have to study? Why do I have to go to school? Right. Why do I have to wake up in the morning? So I had all these questions and they were very urgent to me. I understood that as little teenager, that without those questions, I couldn't live. No? Right. And, uh, I was always unhappy, you know, and so um, uh, you can ask my mom. She was very, <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't stand me. <laughs> so, um, and I tried to find a different, different things, but nothing was uh, fulfilling me. So I really uh, engaged myself completely in the study of, uh, of history, in the study of uh, uh, literature, because I said, maybe, so these poets are asking the same question that I'm right. asking, right? Um, studying history, you understand you know, how human, the characteristic features of the human beings, you, know, you can you understand humankind. I want to understand you know, what the 
humankind motivation, why they did that, why they, so, and why I'm doing this, no? And mm. uh, so, and I really immersed myself in, in that study uh, up until uh, my senior year. And my senior year was uh, the, the uh, saddest year of my life mm. because uh, after all these studies, uh, after all this, uh, uh, this uh, immersing myself in this study, I realized that actually uh, I, couldn't, uh, I couldn't answer that question that I had. But yeah. one thing was different. It was that um, that question was even was exploding in, in my heart. Right. You know? Was uh, was announced by those, but by the study of history, the study of literature, and um, so uh, when I started university, uh, I was very frustrated. And uh, can I say something of funny? Sure, <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. So I. I went the, f the first time I, I went to my university and I met a group of people there and, uh, and they were so nice, no? And they, we were speaking about history. They were all history uh, major. We were speaking about history, about how they, I saw them so passionate about what they were doing. No? So, and, uh, and then they said, hey, hey do you want to come, uh, do you want to come with us? Uh, we are going to, we are going to do like a meeting first and then we, um, we are going to eat together. And I said, Okay, I was very, very open, always open to something sure, new. Sure. Okay, and that was uh, very, and um, so okay, so we enter in the room of this of the university, and there there were other uh, students, and they were they had a book. It was called the Why the Church, and was uh, uh, the the author is uh, uh, the servant of God, uh, Father Luigi Giussani, and uh, so I said no. No, they were so nice. Why they had to be Catholic? No. <laughs> so, but then um, I, uh, um, I, in meeting this, then I'm not gonna, I don't wanna uh, bother you with the story of my conversion, but to say that my uh, uh, interest, my study, uh, my interest for, uh, uh, the liberal arts, history, and uh, especially history and and uh, literature, uh, led me uh, to uh, this encounter uh, mm. with this group of people. That uh, this encounter gave me the capacity even to uh, to love even more uh, what I was doing. My 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 reality, my study, my friends, my, uh, my family, right. no? And, um, and I actually realized because at that, when I started university, I uh, started to say, okay, it's useless to, uh, to study if there is an answer, there is not an answer to this question, no? Instead, the, the, the encounter with Christ through this companionship of people, um, made me even more passionate and more um, interested in reality and uh, in, uh, in, uh, in history because uh, I was uh, um, 
because uh, because when when you meet Jesus, he gives you uh, the uh, the gives you the meaning of reality, no? And uh, so you find a new impetus uh, mm. in studying and um, yeah. Uh, a new passion. So I, I, I sorry, I no, was very is, long. No, this is fascinating. No, I'm it's, so it's, sorry. No, no. Well, it, it sounds, um, it sounds to me like the desire for history, the, des the love of history, the desire to know the truth of things, if you mm -hmm. will, that, that for you that really focused on um, something you've mentioned a couple of, of, of times, um, the love for humankind, mm -hmm. a desire to know human. So. Um, you know, if, if we believe that there's a, a fundamental human nature that's mm -hmm. common across all people, then in a sense, you were, you were really longing for a kind of clarity about, about this universal. What mm -hmm. does it mean to be human? Mm -hmm. which, which I think, at least here at St. Thomas, we, we think of that as one of the fundamental questions that animates liberal learning. So, but but, but it was, it's within the particulars of, of history. Yes. Right? So that desire, even though you had, you had thought you had done a, a 180 turn and was walking, you were walking away from, mm -hmm. from the great tradition in, in a sense, um, by pursuing history and looking for yes. that universal knowledge, it, it was there and you were trying to find it. And you also kind of hinted that maybe without grace, you would never have found it. Yes. Right. And so there was, there were periods of frustration where you're just like, I'm not going to find it. Mm -hmm. But grace apparently entered in and then friendship came in. And mm -hmm. that, that was in a way a means of grace, almost mm -hmm. a sacramental. Yes. So the, the combination of a desire for the truth of things in history, the hidden workings of grace through friendship brought you to a, a new place. You summarize it yeah, I know. beautifully. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, you're the one who said it. I'm just, try, I'm just trying to listen. So, um, um, but that, that's interesting. And, you know, I'm, as a music historian, um, uh, you know, part of what I work with are, are very beautiful things, right? I'm beautiful works of music. Um, and, uh, and there are those who want to make a facile claim that somehow encountering beauty automatically leads you to God. I know lots of musicians who are who seem to be no closer to God than they were 20 years ago, mm -hmm. and and I can say myself that I that hasn't been my experience. Is that beauty somehow automatically leads yes. you through? But like your experience with the study of history, if you encounter beauty plus grace, mm -hmm. that yeah. can really yes. do that can do interesting work. You've mentioned friendship, and and I know this is an area that you're particularly interested in. Um, what is what is the role of friendship in education? in terms of whether it be the education for history or of history or, you know, is, can you say a bit about the relationship between teachers and students mm -hmm. and, and the way that, that that can be a liberating part mm -hmm. of, of liberal education? Mm. Uh, so for me, uh, you're saying friendship, like friendship with friends or the friendship with uh, or, your students or just the community well, of friends so so uh, friendship you know uh, we i think we've all experienced this idea that friendships between scholars mm -hmm. and teachers work even if they're if they're on the same area that can be that can be meaningful in a way mm -hmm. even if they're working on radically different things mm -hmm. that can be but then you also have kind of mentors mm -hmm. and you know uh and people who are being you know receiving that, that mentorship and then you've got students and teachers it's mm -hmm. it's kind of a, mm -hmm. an economy if you will yes. of, of, yeah, of yeah. friendship i understand Yes, yes, absolutely. Now, first of all, um, you, I, I need to say that you can't be an educator if you are not educated yourself, right? And uh, for me, um, the, uh, my, uh, I will start from my group of friends, um, in the, Christian friends in the church, really 
educate me to understand what is the human person and what fulfills the human person, first of all. If I didn't have that, if I didn't have that particular friendship, I would not even be interested in teaching in someone else, no? Um, I mean, said that, I, uh, for example, I'm very grateful for me uh, here at the University of St. Thomas. I, I am educated. I am accompanied in my job by, first of all, by, for example, for example the meeting that we do every week uh, for mission for mission. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying this with complete honesty. To me, uh, those meetings in which we, um, we look at, again, the, uh, the meaning of the university, um, uh, the, the meaning of the liberal arts, the meaning of, uh, of um, what is a person, what, is, uh, what does it mean, uh, char uh, charity. You know? And for me, is a way to, um, uh, that those meeting, meetings reawaken my heart. No, and made me because you always need an, edu an educator. You are never. You right. always need someone, a, a group of friends, no, a community that can. Hey, look! I found this. I, I look. You should, uh, you should think about while you are in class. You should think about the meaning of the university. The university is created. Is the purpose? Is to find the truth. But if you don't have these educators that remind you, we are lazy. Our mind is so lazy. We don't. We don't, we go to class and 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 we are right. We need these kind of reminders and uh, friends. Uh, uh, for me, this group of people, you and uh, the other um, uh, professors uh, that are there, is a great. Uh, for, I see that as a great. Uh, charity toward me, mm. <laughs> the charity from God toward me, because, and also the second thing is uh, the great friendship that we have with the, in the history department mm. and uh, with Dr. Aquila and uh, Dr. Thomas Baer. And uh, for me, um, I always, uh, uh, I, I feel like a, a child in a family <laughs> because I, I am, I just uh, arrived and uh, they are very knowledgeable. They are very, I love her, them so much. And every time that I have a doubt, also I have a discussion with my students that, uh, you know, when you go out from the class, you say, oh no, I said that. I, I, did, I shouldn't, no, why, no. It was, no, I didn't know that subject very well. And I didn't respond. So I always hmm. go back to them and I say, how do you do that? How do you? And it's so hmm. beautiful to have like it, it, it sure. feel like a family, right? And, right. Uh, and and this is for me is without this family, you, know, you sure. guys, um, it would be very hard to stay in class and uh, hmm. and to face. Uh, um, uh, students, because as I said, you need to be educated if you want to be, you need to have a father if you want to have, mm. if you want to be an authority for someone, no? Right. And uh, so this is, is uh, actually, these meetings, this friendship with you guys, um, mm. they, as I said, reawaken my heart and also reawaken my desire to go in class, no? And right. I, I am even more passionate when I go in class and I stay with them. And, 
this it doesn't mean that uh, I have a lot to learn. I am very, very, I, I, rea I realize that I really uh, have a lot to learn. And uh, <laughs> no, but, well, but, we've, uh, we've learned a great deal from you. And I, I, I should say that, um, yeah, it's, uh, this, this, your, this is your first full year here. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so um, it's been great to have you in those formation for mission conversations. Um, and uh, those have been great seminars, great mm -hmm. dialogues. And um, um, and I, I, it's it's something that all of the new faculty at UST are going to be going going through. And, and we, we do common readings, as you mentioned, on, on a number of sources. Um, you know, what is the human person? What is intellectual mm -hmm. charity? Um, you know, what, what is the relationship between faith and reason? What are the liberal arts? What is the Catholic university? Kind of sort of to bring everyone on the faculty and... Um, uh, to, to a common, at least a common page, if you will, a mm -hmm. common, a com we, we have variations in, in the, in the way we understand things, but it, it, a common basic sense of, of, of unity, uh, on these, on these key issues. And, um, I learned something from each of those and it's, it's been great. It's been mm. great. And, and you're right. You have a great, you have a great department. History is a, is a great place to be. Yes, um, and, uh, and that, that's interesting. Well, so, so, um, you mentioned earlier kind of the association of history with the rhetoric. Mm -hmm. um, which is interesting. So that would place history closer to um, the trivium yes. within the verbal arts. <laughs> um, and it's, it's like literature in many ways, but it's, it's based on facts. Mm -hmm. So there, there's a, a place there. And I, I wonder if literature, like literature, it can help form the moral imagination because you, you mentioned earlier things we can learn, we can learn from, uh, from history. Um, mm -hmm. so there's that dimension. Um, it's, it's role there as a kind of formation of the imagination, um, a discernment of, of patterns that may, ex may exist, um, there in human action across time. Can we really learn from the mistakes of the past? Are there mm -hmm. patterns? Um, but then there's also this sense that, that you mentioned, and I think Newman is talking about as well, a sense in which history, the study of history can clear away the weeds. Mm -hmm. It can clear away the weeds of our understanding. So for him, um, he had a misunderstanding of the mm -hmm. early controversies in the church. And then when he went back and looked at them again, he realized, yeah, I didn't get it right. So as he kind of pushed deeper into a, a sense of the real truth of things, it, it revealed things. And so there's a sense in which, in which, um, historians clear things away for us. Um, do, do you sense that students today are appreciate history or are interested in history or is it, is it, are they living really in the moment now and whatever has been happening on social media for the last six hours? It's a great challenge. <laughs> I have uh, um, uh, several students that are uh, truly passionate about history and, and art history too. And uh, we have great conversation and, um, and they are actually um, helping me with their question to even understand better the, the subject that I'm teaching. And, uh, and there's uh, some students that uh, don't, no, don't see uh, um, why uh, they, should, they should study history, you know, that uh, don't see the, the because of course, uh, studying history has not uh, an immediate um, result. Right? right. So when you study, mm. uh, you study to become a nurse, you, right. you know, immediately, right. you know that you are going to save a life, right? right? Or an engineer, you know, that you are going to mm. build a, a bridge that is going to, um, the study of history, uh, is not immediately, 
um, discernible, right? right? It could be... Uh, so many students say, I, I, there's no... Um, there's no goal to study history. It doesn't, it's useless. Right. You know? And um, so uh, for me, uh, the, actually the study of history, and I'm trying to, uh, to show them this through the history, not like with uh, discussion. The study of history uh, is, uh, is helping you actually to be a... A better, a, a better doctor, a better engineer, sure. a better, because, uh, for example, um, to study uh, humankind, to study uh, the development of humankind, the motivations of humankind, you um, you will be able to uh, to to stay in front of your patient, the doctor, in another way, no, right, right. and. Um, so uh, this is, uh, but is is a challenge. Is right. is uh, a a battle <laughs> every day, and um, to show them that um, what they are studying, that piece of uh, primary source, has to do with me right now. No, has to do. And last time we were studying the uh, again the Roman Empire, and we were. Um, we were studying uh, Polybius. No, mm -hmm. we were yeah. reading Polybius, yeah. and uh, and how he was saying the Roman. Uh, how can you? How can someone be so lazy not to be curious about how the Roman Empire became right. so right. great? No, so I said, I hope that you are not so lazy. <laughs> like, and they uh, said because he says uh, uh, that the great the greatness of the Roman Empire was certainly uh, the great ideals that they have, a great army, but first of all, the government that was uh, a go a s with the system of check and balances. No? Right. And he described uh, the, uh, the American constitution, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> and that was taken by Montesquieu. Yeah, and then, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so I, I'm trying to, uh, to teach history to them. Um, and uh, um, showing them the uh, how uh, history can can uh, show and, them, and and show them the the the, the relevance to uh, my person, not to my desires, to my to my uh, present day. Right. And um, yeah, I wonder how much of that is is. Um well, there are a couple of things that come to mind. One is the the the, the challenge of of young people. Um, and I should say middle-aged people and old people, um, sort of breaking through the reality that's in our heads to mm -hmm. a larger reality that's outside our heads. And, and this, this idea that a big part of education for millennia was really learning. Part of that was teaching a young person to, in a sense, order their loves and order their lives in accord with the reality a reality that was outside them that was larger than mm -hmm. there um, mm -hmm. so that they could live within the community and flourish, live within the larger society and flourish. Um, and it seems like that that's been reversed in a lot of ways now where it's, it's about a kind of self creation. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're creating our own reality and we, we're wanting that to be affirmed by other mm -hmm. others. And there's always been a level of self discovery as part of education, but it seems to have really in some ways flipped um, the priority. Um, but then there's, but, but that part of that larger reality is a narrative, mm. right? It's, it's a story of which we're all a part. And if you know 
if you know who you are and you know your place in the story, it would seem that whatever role you have, if it's a Shakespeare play, Shakespearean mm-hmm. play, if you know who you are and you know what role you have in the story, things make sense much more than they do if you don't exactly. know who you are exactly. and you don't know what the story is. Which play yes. is this? Is this Macbeth? Is this Hamlet? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. It helps to know what the story is, what the narrative is. But that suggests that there is, in fact, a story outside our heads. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how common that belief is. I want to I want to th- throw um, mm-hmm. a quotation, if I could, out here we, um, uh, by by Chris Bloom, and we'll put that we'll put links to this essay in, in the show notes, along mm-hmm. with some other other reference, other Polybius and Christopher Dawson mm-hmm. and others. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he has this to say about about the common memory, um, and um, that that we're all it's, it belongs to all of us. And to the extent it would seem that this is something a historian can do, is it can help introduce students to this common common narrative. It's not just made up by mm-hmm. the victors. It's not just made up by people who happen to win. There is a, is a narrative. Uh, Chris Bloom writes, good historians, historians whose judgment is rightly informed, have as their essential office the custody of that universal narrative, our common memory. Lovingly remembering and handing on that memory to be kept in good order for the community and to be perpetuated over time. There's this idea, this, there's, there's a story that belongs to all of us, right? Mm-hmm. And we, you might work on this section of the Renaissance, that mm-hmm. part of the story, or and part of the Middle Ages, and I might work on a particular part, but seeing is it part of a larger whole. Um, it may not have immediate direct relevance at mm-hmm. this moment, but it seems that over a lifetime, knowing what, where you are in the story mm-hmm. could be of great good. Yes. Uh, mm, yes, well, I, uh, I think it reminds me, two days ago, uh, uh, we had a, a movie night with our students okay. of history. <laughs> and uh, uh, so we watched, we ended up watching uh, the, the Gladiator. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, I think I saw a poster for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, and... Um, the, we had an amazing, uh, an amazing uh, turnout. There were more than forty people, wow. and uh, and the the students. There were our students, uh, Dominic students, uh, Tom mm. Tom Bear students, and and um, we um, they really loved the the movie. But at the beginning, in the introduction of the movie, I I said, look, you you need to pay. Attention. Why do we? Um, why do we? Uh, why do we watch a movie? I said. You know, why uh, are we interested in in art? You know, in every right. in every uh, um, uh, art, especially you know, because uh, uh, art is. Uh, and this is, was a discussion that we had with my art history mm. class and um, medieval art history class uh, because art is. Uh, is uh, a tool that allows us to go beyond the surface, as uh, Ulysses says, the Odysseus right. says, and to go beyond the appearances, um, to uh, to seek, you know, uh, justice, beauty, um, uh, friendship, uh, love, you know. And this is a great movie. Is a movie that expresses this, you know? right. and, uh, and so I said, pay attention to the. F- one of the first scene when uh, um, the protagonist, the, the general of uh, the Roman army, uh, uh, before the, the battle with uh, the Goths, he says, uh, uh, he says, uh, um, 
remember what you do uh, echoes in eternity no and uh because I said uh, is a, our life, uh, no, and uh, history, the Roman Empire teaches this, no, that they wanted to, they lived for eter- the glory of eternity, right? right? right. Our life, we need to uh, to live uh, to live for something that is eternal. No, we right. we need, we have this desire to live for something that doesn't end. No? Yeah. but it's infinite yeah. so then after uh, uh, we had discussion about the movie uh, with, uh, with cake and yeah. we were but then uh, two of my art history class came and said I, I, we were very uh, for us it was uh, incredible uh, to hear that, that sentence no, of, uh, of the general because I'm always thinking about um the future. No? I'm always right. thinking about I need to uh, get a, a great job because otherwise I can't. Uh, this is a, a, a great goal. Okay, everyone right. should think about the future, of course. But I never, um, I never think about the meaning of life right now. Why I'm doing? Why I'm right. studying? Why I'm doing? So um, hmm. um, I think that. This is what you were saying. No, there's something larger right. than uh, us up there, and maybe just a sentence, no, said it like that, sure. can uh, can uh, open up like a question like sure. this, right? Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I'm not sure it was your. Uh, well, then this though. is good. <laughs> um, and I think this, this ties back to just like a line spoken by Ulysses. Mm-hmm. Um, a line out of out of out of, out of a film, of, mm-hmm. you know. Th- I mean, the, these these there are lots of ways to connect and to enter into this larger into this larger larger connection. So this is this is this is really interesting, and I I think you've made a very good case. I think for for the study of history within the context of liberal learning. I don't know anybody who says we shouldn't study history, but I I do think it's it's often difficult to work out the relationship. You know, how much how much time do we really spend studying almost the more universal. Mm-hmm. The, you know dimensions and then how much do we give to the these other things but i think it's more a matter of tuning we need all the strings on the lyre mm-hmm. we just have to figure out how to tune them mm-hmm. and um and history seems like a great way to start that process yes it's, it seems like a great entry point and um i'm really grateful that you're here and you're teaching our students Thank you. and I'm, um and I'm i i, I feel think we, 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 to be here. we could talk for uh, many more conversations and maybe Forever, maybe, yes. we can, maybe we can do that at some point but yes. uh, but thank you so much for, for joining you. us okay thank right. you right. thank Take you care. for sure. having me thank, thank you, you. Right. bye